Welcome to the show. <clears throat> Let me turn this music off, please. Please. There we go. So if it sounds like I'm dying, it's because I am. <clears throat> Sorry, I was uh, just swallowed my own spit. I guess I could take this out. <clears throat> but uh, screw all that. <clears throat> this is me. Uh, clumsy idiot. But uh, let me take a sip. All right, a little better. So sorry, but welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 148. And um, I'm going to be okay, I promise. Oh, listen to that. That's wonderful. Um, <clears throat> yes, I have my window open because of bullet, which I just scared the hell out of because I just started coughing. Uh, <clears throat> he just doesn't, there's certain sounds he just doesn't like and he runs. He's a little fraidy cat. Um, but yeah. But yes, let's welcome to the show, guys. And uh, I know that we're already off to a uh, bad start, but I promise it's a good interview. So let's jump right in to it. Okay, everybody, we are back again. Um, I'm kind of tired of telling you guys where I meet everybody because a lot of times it's the same place. Um, I do recommend... Match. It's, it is a great outlet for, for any podcaster. Forget even just like the type of people I talk to. There's so many others, uh, well-versed type people that you can get into. And I was talking to somebody today about podcasting, and they were interested, and I told them that's where you should go. Um, but this one, this again, I, more lately, I've kind of taken a step back and just because I have so many done that I, I, people have been reaching out to me, which I'm always grateful because I don't feel like I have any name. And all of a sudden people like find me and it's like, Hey, I like to do your show. I kind of feel similar about how I look at life and, and similar situations. So, um, yeah. And so we talked the other day and we've been talking before this and getting to know each other. She seems like a really sweet person. And, um, yeah, I wanted to make sure her story gets out there. So you want to introduce yourself and tell us a, a little about yourself? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for having me on, TJ. And um, hi to all of you. So my name's Danielle, and just a little, I guess, background insight so you you know about me. I uh, I live in Florida. I've got a, a degree in biology, and I um, interestingly lost my health uh, a couple of years after I graduated from college. I was hit by a drunk driver and sustained a brain injury, and so my world. Uh, was taken from one where I was, you know, <laughs> top performer. I was a big athlete. I worked out every day. I competed in sports, um, you know, was working full time. And all of a sudden I found that I couldn't concentrate for more than 10 minutes. I was, you know, having severe migraines, couldn't handle noise, light, and my world went upside down. So I've been on a really interesting journey since then, uh, to say the least. It's been about a decade now. And I have learned so much uh, about myself. I have learned about the body's ability to heal itself and how we can help it do that. Um, even when, you know, conventional medicine, my doctors told me this was my new normal after a year. There was something in me that said, no, there's more. And, and you can get better from this. And I have. And so it's been something that, you know, once I got healthy, I just thought I got to share. You know, I got to tell other people the mindsets that helped me as well as you know, the things that, that help my body to heal itself. And so I'm, I'm really excited, CJ, that our, our paths crossed because uh, I think you and I have a similar passion for just bringing awareness to people and helping people see, you know, how they can overcome the challenges, especially health challenges and mental health. Yeah. Well, I, and, and you were talking about how, like, the, the spirit of people and how beautiful it can be off mic. It, it, yeah, like, because you go through, like, stages where – you obviously run through a huge amount of depression because your whole life has been flipped upside down. Now for you, it was probably worse than mine because I was four and it happened to me. So I didn't really know better. Um, so my stages right. actually happened later when I was a teenager, when I realized I was different. Um, but yeah, you go through these stages and then you start to mourn the part that you lost or that is no longer the same. Um, but there is a beautiful part when you can come on the other side of it and you may still have depression. You may still have some shame, but you're more open and, and you know, transparent about who you are, um, what you've been through, and you want to help people because you don't want to, because you also see the barriers that you have to go through that you didn't have to go through before, and you realize how some people have it, and you don't want it to be that way forever for, for other people. So it, it, it's great to kind of 
one to make those type of changes in life because, you know, there's obviously a lot of selfish people in the world, but when you have been dealt a shitty card, uh, no matter how, no matter, you know, when it takes place in your life, earlier or in the middle or in the end, um, it's great when you actually can, like what you're doing, you're trying to give back and uh, make a difference yeah. for others. Well, you know, I, what I've come to learn and like this perspective took time. And I honestly, if someone had said this to me, like right after the car accident and when I was like feeling awful and I lost my job and I was having to move back in with my parents, and, like my world was falling apart. They just said this to me. I probably would have punched them. Right, right. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So some people might not be ready to receive this yet, but the truth of the matter is that I have now learned every single thing in life is happening for us, not to us. We're not victims of the circumstance or anything like that. It's happening for us. And like, it took me a, a long time to, to realize that. But when I look at like my accident, I can just talk about myself as an example. So I was, you know, working full time. I was living out in Colorado, snowboarding on the weekends. I was living a beautiful life. This accident happened and shattered that world. As you said, like the person that I was just completely was gone. Yeah. But what was so fascinating was that then opened up this ability for me to realize like there's more to me and there's someone that's there that is not the, the high achiever, the teacher, the snowboarder, the whatever, like when all of that was gone and it was just me in a dark room, like I just had the time to start asking deeper questions, you know, and start really kind of trying to figure out what is this life all about? You know, why am I here and who am I? If I'm not all of those things that I was so identified with, you know, who am I? And I had a teacher one time, the way she explained it, she said, you know, it's like you have this, this big pot and we put all these contents in the pot and we think we get identified with the contents, right? And we think that we are that, but the truth is we're actually the pot. We're actually the space for all of this to exist. It's like the sky. I mean, it's a better analogy. Like, you know, there's these weather patterns that are constantly coming through the sky, whether it's clouds or, or I'm down here in Florida, right? we got hurricanes. <laughs> if it's, if it's snow, if it's wind, like all these things blow through, but the sky is this like presence that is non-judgmental, doesn't have a preference, you know, and it's just completely accepting of whatever current weather pattern is showing up. And I think like my accident caused me to get into that space where it was like, all of a sudden I had this perspective to view life and go, wow, these things are temporary. Like the stuff I was so identified with is actually temporary. And it's just like an aspect of, of me, you know, for that time at that time. But I'm actually the sky and like, what I learned is that if you don't have preference, if you don't have judgment on what's showing up, you'll see that life is actually unfolding in a way for you to gain deeper perspective and for you to like understand things on a different level. So like for me, I started to realize that like everything that was triggering me out there in the world, say it was like a person that made a comment or like I watched something on social media that got me angry or something in the news or whatever, you know, people get triggered at work um, <laughs> by our family members. Mm -hmm. I realized that like those situations were actually opportunity after opportunity after opportunity for me to go inside and go, okay, like why am I getting triggered? <laughs> you know, why am I getting angry? Because, this person is just being them. The situation is as it is, but I'm for some reason angry on the inside. And that's like, that's an internal choice. And that makes a difference only to me. So with my car accident, like I was so angry and so frustrated. And I was like, this shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't have happened to me. You know, I wasn't doing anything wrong. This guy was drunk, like, you know, all these things. And then one day, the day that it happened was actually the day my doctor told me this was my new normal. He said, Danielle, your body's done the healing it will do. I was one year out from my, my injury um, from the accident. He said, you know, you need to just adjust your life around this new normal and, and these symptoms and you need to move on. And it was like that moment, it was such a like punch in the face, a punch in the gut for me that something in me shifted. And it was like, okay, Danielle, you can actually choose how you want to interact and react with this. You don't have to be frustrated by it. 
You don't have to keep trying to push beyond it and get back to some life that doesn't even exist anymore. Like be present with what is and find some, some things to be joyful for with these new rules that have been put online, you know, stop resisting it. And it's almost like I had been treading water, trying to, trying to stay afloat and, and kind of go against this like current that was trying to pull me somewhere else. And finally I just released and I let the current let me flow. And it was incredible. Like this internal decision I made allowed my anxiety to be released because it was like I was no longer struggling with what was present. I just let it be. Mm-hmm. And my depression started to lift. And it, it's not like, I mean, it sounds easy to do. Just, oh, just release and go with it. Like, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> you know, your your mind has a lot to say. But um, that was really powerful for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you first start off, everything is so foreign. There's not, there's no, like, you know, how to be disabled for dummies. Like, there is no real... Right. Like, there's no guide, and, and and a lot of us aren't as vocal as, as we need to be to help the next group of people that are going through it. So it's just this evasive thing, like you're 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 going through it, but at some point you do develop, like you realize how strong you are because you deal with so much. And there's a lot of things that we don't talk about enough, um, just basic typical things that we deal with on a daily basis, like you know, like I don't know, just something for me, like when I put the keys in the door. I have to hold the door so I make sure my key gets in the lock because I can't particularly see the hole unless I'm right on it. Right. Um, but it's like, that's not something I talk about because it's, it's just something I do is it's, it's normal. It's, I got an aptitude to doing it right. now. Like it's, it's, it, it, it's part of my life. I don't really begrudge it or anything. I don't look at it like it's a problem. There's, there's days where it gets tough and there's times where like, I just want something to go right. But overall, like I can look at it you know, with, you know, the bright side and just go like, okay, like I can laugh at myself. I can, and there's times I'm sitting there trying to watch TV far away. And I realize like, okay, dumbass, like go over there and sit closer to the TV. <laughs> like, you know what, you know what this is, but I don't like when people look at it, like how I zoom on my computer or things are like, how do you do it like that? And it's like, I don't know. Like, this is just my life. Like, I'm not, I don't look at it as hey, figure it thing. out. I mean, yeah, there's times <laughs> where I wish things were a little easier. Sure. I really do because I there, I've had so many things go wrong in my life and just uh, things have been so much of a struggle. There's days where I just go, come on, like give me this, please. But mm-hmm. I also like if I had it easy, I wouldn't be who I am. So yeah, that's I mean exactly it. Like to me, that's everything. It's like, well, if life were easy, like think about a game that like you knew you were gonna win. Why the heck would you even play? You know, like the fun is in the challenges. The fun is in like learning what's inside of you that you didn't realize you could pull out. And like, it like uniquely prepares you, you know, like if you weren't in your situation, you wouldn't be here with a podcast that's helping other people, right? Like everything is just unfolding so that we can become more and we can realize the power that's within us. And like the human spirit is incredible. Like, and I believe that, our soul's journey, like, this is what I believe we came here to do. I believe we came here for the internal growth. And I think that uh, we get really distracted by the external world and thinking about, you know, how things should be or how someone tells us or how society says we should have a life. But the truth is, if you can master your inner world, life is yours. Because, like, you have a peace and a perspective that many others probably don't have. And I got that same piece and perspective through going through what I went through. Yeah. You know, it's like when you lose things, it makes you kind of go, wait a second, what's important. And also you get more in touch with that essence of you and you go, all right, well I can get through this. Like I can figure out a way around this. You know, (laughs) I was figuring out things with my brain injury that like was living with my parents and they didn't even know I was doing it. Like I was, I was literally on my phone the night before I would plan out in 15 minute segments my next day, because otherwise I would just like stop and I wouldn't know what to do with myself. And so I was literally planning, planning my day the night before and no one knew I was doing it until I was at a cognitive therapist and I explained to her how I was getting through my day. And my parents were like, Holy cow, Danielle, we had no idea that you were that like out of it. And I was like, yeah, I just adapted, (laughs) (laughs) figured out what I needed to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, that's the human spirit. And I, I learned that I have so much within myself. And I also learned that I have access to the infinite. Like you can connect in with so much. 
um, I, I really got into meditation and it was just because, you know, to meditate, you need to be in a dark, quiet space. And I'm like, that is where I need to be with my brain injury anyway. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It was just a beautiful thing that I could do. And I, I don't know what to say, except that I feel like I would love for everyone to access that same piece that I, you know, learned to access through meditation. And it's just when the mind is quiet, it's like you finally get in touch with, you know, that sky, right? That thing you are that's beyond the weather. I think of like our mind is kind of like those weather patterns, like it can run you wild. And so, when I, so much of the time we're identified with it, but we're more than that. Yeah. And yeah. No, I yeah. think, I think, and again, we're all like, not to be cheesy, but we're all on this journey. It's just, it's so easy to just get off the path because it's so uncertain where there's a lot of things you just go, Ooh, look at that over there. Look at that over there. And, and it's part of the reason why I started this from, for other reasons as well. But one of the things is just like, I get so tired of, of like labels and all the things And I'm not, I'm not a censorship guy. I hate all that stuff. I, Cause being a person with a disability, like there's nothing politically, politically correct about it, but when, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's so many times, I mean, look, we, I talk about this at nauseum, but our logo is a guy in a wheelchair when the majority of us aren't even in wheelchairs. So it's like, we have all <laughs> right. these dumb labels, but it's like, we're always bent on telling someone why, oh, it's cause you're white or you're black or because you're a woman, you're a man. But like, we never just go, well, we are kind of all human. Like, yes, there yeah. are people who've made more mistakes or who, who are like the, the symbolism of racism or of this or of that. But like in general, like it's, it's human nature, why things happen. So like whether regardless of color or regardless of any of this, like good or bad, there's good and bad people in all groups, including the disability community. There's plenty of shitty disabled people. I hate to say it, even though you're my people, but there's plenty of good and bad people in all communities. It really doesn't matter of any of that shit. So like for me, I just want to try to help people and just get over all the other shit because it, it doesn't mean anything. Like it's just it's just more distractions for us not to like each other. It's more distractions for us to try to find differences when in general Yes, we have lots of differences and that's what makes us great. But like the symbolism, like a lot of things that are similar, it's fine. Like we have, we are similar because we're, we're human. It's just, I don't know. Like I, I get tired mm-hmm. of like why we try to difference ourselves from other people based on color or culture or whatever. None of that yeah. mean, it's not getting us anywhere. Cause that's what like, I know. we all need each other. Like, and, and I'm not pointing these things out to make it sound better. And I've, I've talked about this before, but it's like, in order for women to vote, men had to also fight for it. It doesn't make men better because men are the reason why women couldn't vote, but they need each other. Same with slavery, same with the Holocaust, like all this shit, any, any bad event or good event that has happened, they need each other. It, it's same with like some of like gay people getting married. You need people, straight people to fight for it because they're the minority. So, when the majority fights for it, like you need each other. It, it's not, it doesn't make the other side better. It just, you need each other because that's how we get things done. But we, we're so, yeah. we're so focused on it. And that's, and that's how you get on these paths. When you're on your path, it's easy to just kind of look to the side and go, Oh, look at that. There's a deer. And you just run over and want to pet the deer and, you know, metaphorical deer. It, it, it's, it's so easy to just get caught up in some nonsense. Um, whatever. Like what's Kanye West talking about now? It's like, who gives a shit? Like you can listen to his music, you could buy his shoes or former shoes because he doesn't have them anymore. But like you could support whatever you want, but you could also still do what you got to do in life. Just don't get caught up in just the the hoopla of of life. Like there's so many distractions, and it's so easy to get caught up in it. Yeah, we're all connected. You know, there was um uh, the same teacher that analogy I shared before. She talked about like if you imagine the ocean. And she said, you know, all of us, every human spirit, like, it's like, we're all connected as, as one. We are the ocean. But we come up into, you know, when we're born, as we come into Earth, we manifest as this wave um, where we're, you know, set, we feel separate from because now we're up above, we, we see the sky, we see all these things out here, and we get so distracted by <laughs> the external world, and we start to identify with it. We forget the essence of who we are. We forget that, no, we actually are all connected in this ocean. And it's like, that's why, that's how meditation helped me so much. Cause it's like, you drop into the ocean, right? You drop into that space where all is one and you are connected with, with everything. And then I think, you know, going through what we have and you gain perspective. And, and to me, it's, it's given me a lot of compassion for others because I see 
you know, that they're maybe haven't had some of the same realizations. And all I can do is just love on people. Like I, you can't express judgment because everyone's on their own journey. Right. And like, they're learning different lessons <laughs> in this life maybe than we are. And, and they're going to have to run into their own struggles to again, go inside and realize, Oh, what it's all about. And like, it's not about the external world as you were just saying, like, it's not about all these things. Um, it's really about you and it's about, bettering yourself, understanding yourself better, becoming more, because there's like this potential, there's a seed of potential in everybody. And so many people don't tap their potential at all. And what I have found is that life serves you challenge after challenge after challenge, because it's trying to wake you up to the fact that there's this untapped potential within you. It's trying to make you so uncomfortable that you actually move you actually shift you actually say hey gotta do something different i need to look at this differently and you pull something completely different out of you which was there the whole time yeah but you had to get uncomfortable in order to find it and that's you know for me it was my brain injury it's like i got so pulled from the life i had known the person that i had been that it just it riled me so much to go wait a second and then i realized all that was within me and it's like it's so incredible <laughs> And I've now helped so many other people do the same thing and, and gain that perspective for themselves. So it's like, look, you're not a victim of circumstance. The circumstance is actually unfolding for your benefit. It wouldn't be unfolding in the way that it is unless you were ready for it, unless it was, you know, the lesson that, that was needed for you to kind of get to your next level of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that is to be a voice for others that don't have a voice in that situation or whatever it might be. I don't know. Like that's, that's your journey. But um, when you can shift, I, I wrote an ebook. I don't, I don't think I told you this. I wrote an ebook called mind control. It's all on your head. And it's what I talk about in there. I just talk about how, you know, with, with the way that obstacles and challenges are coming into your life, be they physical, you know, health issues, mental health, even the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one, whatever it might be. If you realize it's unfolding for you, and in the book I get into now how you can shift your internal interaction with it. And through doing that, like there's an equation I share, I'll share it here. It's the external world plus your internal response. That equals your reality. And so many of us like want to change or say this external world's not fair or this and that. And the truth is that's your internal response to it. And it's making your reality miserable. You know, if you've got, let's say you've got two sons and they have an alcoholic father and you catch up with those sons 20 years later, one of them's an alcoholic. The other one has never touched a drop of alcohol. And you say to them, why are you the way you are? <laughs> they both say, well, just look at who my father was. And it's like, they both had the same external circumstance but they had different internal responses. One said, well, of course I'm going to be this way. This is how my dad was, how I was raped. And the other said, I'll never do this because I never want to be like my dad, right? Different internal response, therefore completely different realities. And that's where I think people give their power away all the time. They give their power to the circumstance. They give it, oh, I can't do anything. I'm telling you, like you have the power to decide how you're going to interact and, and react to anything that's unfolding in your life. And you get to pick and you get to take your power back. And when you do that, it's just, it's so empowering to say, okay, I have a choice. You know, I can choose, I can choose my thoughts. And what I share in the book, um, and not to give away the whole thing, but it's like, once you realize that you can choose your thoughts, you can, you can shift the world around you and you can literally like, so for myself, I started to say, okay, I'm going to find things I'm grateful for. I'm going to find something to be joyful for, even amidst this brain injury. And I, I started to do that. I started a gratitude journal. And every day I insisted to myself that I would write something. And it took me a long time, some days, to pick just anything that I could be grateful for. And then it, like, it opened up where all of a sudden it was like all I looked around and saw were things to be grateful for. You know, a beautiful sunset, um, a delicious strawberry, like these, all these things. And... What happened, and I don't know how much you're familiar with this, I wasn't at the time, but I tapped into what's called the law of vibration, which a lot of people talk about like the law of attraction, mm -hmm. but that's a secondary law. The primary is the law of vibration, and it states 
that, you know, that the frequency that you vibrate at is what you attract in it, which is why the law of attraction works. But you have to pick your vibration. And so many people are in a low vibrational state because your, your mood, right, creates your energy. Like, you know, when someone is angry, you know, when somebody's happy, you feel it. That's the vibration I'm talking about. And it's an internal choice. And so many people don't realize that, you know, feeling a victim, being angry, like they're keeping their vibration very low, which means they're pulling in more that is going to make them angry and make them feel like a victim versus if they switch. And this is what I did without knowing this is what I was doing. I switched into a state of gratitude, things I could be joyful about, things that I was grateful for. And my whole energy shifted. And when that happened, I actually attracted in the answer that helped me to physically heal um, and get my life back. And so I just like, that's the lesson I want everyone to have, which is, look, it's an internal job. <laughs> you first have to master your mind, realize that you have that power, and then start to be very intentional with your thoughts and how you interact and react to things. And that is going to dictate the vibration you hold and what doors open for you. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us, with, especially with disabilities, we tend to find like what we call our superpower, whether we might, we tend <laughs> to have multiple, but you know, like I've, I've realized one of the mine is I, I didn't realize like how strong I was. It's hard to really, sometimes when life just constantly is hitting you and you, you go through so much, you don't have a whole lot of time to really think about like what just happened. So there, I've just noticed like over the years, like something will happen to me and it'll just kind of bounce off of me. And to, to some people it would be super tragic or it, w- it would really affect them. Um, and I go, oh, wow, like shit, like you really are strong. Like how, how are you? And I'm not just saying it because it's me. I'm just like, wow, because it's hard for me to really compliment yeah. myself and just go, oh, you're such a great guy or whatever the hell. But like I I'm look at myself sometimes and I go like, geez, like why are you not in tears? Like why are you like why are you still getting up out of bed? Why are you still smiling? Because like that's something that I talk about so much about just constantly moving forward, especially when you're battling your depression, um, where it's like years ago, I would be in bed, just not getting out of bed for weeks or months or whatever. And now it's like no more than 24 hours and I'm back up smiling and living life. And, and I, it doesn't mean I'm the happiest I am, I could ever be, but I'm at least way better than where I was. And it, it's not crippling anymore. Um, yeah. And, that's, that's and it'll continue to get better. Like, and there will be a time in your life, I guarantee, TJ, where it takes you seconds to bounce, to get your, to go, whoop, no, not going there. <laughs> whoop, yeah. coming back from that. Well, like, doing this helps, too. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. It's like the processing of it. And, uh, like, it's transmuting. It's taking these things and turning it into something good. I was just, on my Instagram page, I, like, I just like talk about all the time because I want people to embrace the challenges, you know, and to say, like, well, it is part of the journey. And, Depression is part of the journey, like feel it, you know, but then take it and use it as fuel to, to transmute it into something that is good, where it's like you're taking it and you're, you know, transmuting it through here and it's coming out as good. It's the same that I've done, you know, it's like everything I went through now, I've taken it, boom, and I've helped many, many other people to their next level. Right. And it's like, that's what it's all about. <laughs> so, you know, and the other thing, there's another law, this is like the law of gravity. I don't know if you ever studied the universal laws, but this is like, this was all new to me, but it's part of what opened up for me after my accident. And the law of vibration is one, but the law of polarity is one. And the law of polarity states that it, things will swing equal and opposite in one direction to the other. And so I now know that when something quote unquote bad happens, it feels negative, right? It's unexpected. It's intense, whatever it is. I also know that equal and opposite in the other direction something good is coming like that's how it goes and it's like i it's by law what goes up must come down it's like everything is light and dark as it's the law of polarity that's what we have here and so for me now i get excited <laughs> like when there's something that i'm like whoa that's intense yeah. i go okay like something else is opening or it's preparing me right it's saying like you got to learn this lesson danielle because you need to be ready for this is about to unfold but you need to go through this first or else you're not going to be able to handle it yeah but you've had and so i embrace those things 
Yeah, but that, I mean, in order for you to even have that mindset, you have to have had to go through something as traumatic as, well, a traumatic brain injury. Like, you have had exactly. to see how bad life can get. Because, like, again, a lot of us, especially when we're kids, like, we, we just go through life like we're invincible. Because even back then, you know, when mm-hmm. we're young, we could break our arm in, like, three months. Like, we're healed and we're good to go and everything's good. Exactly. And, and we're just, we're just, we're full of energy and, and we just think life is just easy. And then we, um, some, some of us have, you know, obviously some of us get, you know, healed really quickly as a kid where we just, we, you know, we get thrown up on our head and just said, okay, this is how life can be very, very quickly. But some people don't, you know, you have to wait till you're an adult, but when, when it does happen, it, it, it doesn't, it definitely changes your mindset for life. Um, now again, some people go in a different direction, but for you to have the mindset that you have, and I have a very similar one to have that you had to see how shitty life can be because, you know, because you take a lot of things for granted, walking, talking, seeing, hearing, whatever. Uh-huh. You take all exactly. of that for granted until you, <laughs> till your body is different now. And whether you lose something or something is now, you know, lesser than it used to be, you all of a sudden have to, you know, completely change your, and alter your whole life. And, but you, then once you're out of the, the, the grieving stage or whatever, your, your sad stage, you end up, coming out of it and going oh okay that was that was shitty but like it's i'm okay now and 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 you start yeah. to see the good parts of it yeah and you get this resilience you know i remember when the pandemic started talking to my sister and i was like laughing because i said wow like everyone is now going through what i went through where like they can't yes. leave their house yes. they're having to like stop all this stuff and like it's totally out of their control and I said, well, at least they all don't have a brain injury on top of it. Right. <laughs> and my sister just started laughing and she said, you know, I never thought that, that we'd be laughing about your injury. But I said, you know, it's like it's prepared me now that like anything that life throws at me, I know that I know that I'll get through it. Right. No, I said that to my friend because- Julia that I said it's funny that COVID happened because everyone is losing their shit. But they now everyone's life is like a disabled person's life now. Like they're, they, you just, mm-hmm. you're, you're like us. You just don't have the actual problems. Like you don't have the physical ailments, <laughs> exactly. but like, I mean, unless you have COVID, but even still, that's not in comparison. So it's like, yeah, it, it's funny how so many people are losing it. And I'm like, oh, you guys have to stay indoors like me. Oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> exactly. It's like, all right, welcome to it. <laughs> well, you can't drive anywhere. Oh, wow. I haven't been able to drive. I've never driven. So congratulations. Whoopee. Yeah, it, I do. I did want to ask you though, because I've I've had quite a few people on at least three that I can think of uh, that have had traumatic brain injuries, and and like I'd like to know like how it does affect you, because I've had people on where like one of their si- uh, one side was paralyzed, there's speech impediment, there's different things, and obviously you don't have the speech problem, but like how how yeah, how does your brain injury affect you at least? Whether it I know it's gotten better over the years, but before and and now. Yeah. So. For me, um, mine was classified as a mild TBI, mild traumatic brain injury, which I have always thought was the biggest oxymoron because there was nothing mild about it. Um, But my doctor said, you know, there's a scale. It's mild, moderate, severe. And uh, they said, be thankful because you you haven't had a brain bleed. You know, you weren't in a coma. And so, you know, on the scale of things, yes, it could have been worse. Um, but what it meant for me on a day-to-day basis, uh, I could not concentrate for more than 10 minutes without getting completely overwhelmed. Uh, I couldn't like get on a computer. Um, I couldn't handle any sort of light. So like natural light was too much. We had to literally put blackout fabric on my windows wow. uh, to keep the light out. And I was dizzy. Like I couldn't I couldn't lay down on my left side. I always had to be on the other side if I was laying down because I just get like nauseous, dizzy. Mm. And I had migraines that just, it felt like my head was exploding. I mean, it literally felt like somebody had a vice grip on my head and the pounding was just relentless. I've never been in so much physical pain in my life and um, nothing touched it. So doctors said to me basically like this should clear up in a month. You know, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like I can push through something for a month. I actually attempted to go back to work and it became very clear. Like within minutes, I was teaching sixth grade math at the time. Like I couldn't handle it. I'm like, I couldn't remember the words that had just come out of my mouth. I couldn't remember the kids' names. Like a sixth grade classroom, you got fluorescent lights, loud kids. I was like, I'm so overstimulated. 
And um, I went on a medical leave, but after six weeks, I still wasn't better. So I ultimately lost my position. So I lost my income and uh, had to move back in with my parents. And so at the age of 23, you know, I didn't really have a plan B in place um, because who does at that age? And so that was another like real intense thing was just the financial piece of it where it was like, am I ever going to be able to earn again? And like, what do you do? And um, my parents, thank goodness, they were really, really looking at like alternative ways to help me heal. So because conventional medicine, like I didn't heal in a month, they then said, give it three months. Then they said six months. And then at my one year, that's when my doctor said to me, this is just your new normal and you need to adjust your life around it. And, you know, I have to think that he was thinking he was doing me a service, like he was trying to manage my expectations or something. But it's like, I don't know how many people he said that to, that they took that at face value. Um, But something inside of me said, no way, like the body's got to be able to heal. Like my degrees in biology. And so, I've always been fascinated with how the body works. And I thought, well, the body is always trying to reach homeostasis. Like it wants to repair. And I thought there's got to be something. And we had tried things. Like I did hyperbaric oxygen treatments, H-Bot, um, two different sessions of 40 hours in H-Bot, getting just more oxygen into my system to help with repair. And it, you know, I, I would notice something like for 24 hours and then it just it didn't last. Um, I did neurobiofeedback. So they literally, like when they did the, um, when they put like the electrodes on my head, they could see that my, my neurons, they weren't firing as quickly. And so like my processing speed was really slow, which is why I would get overwhelmed and overstimulated. I, I just, I couldn't process information. And so they tried to like stimulate me um, with this biofeedback, which again, helped a little but it didn't like repair me. I, I was still struggling. And that's when I kind of just went internal with the, the mental work and the emotional work. Cause I was like, I need to be happy. Like I just, I can't live this life with depression and anxiety. Like I am I was having panic attacks that like my whole body would go numb and I'd soak my shirt from crying. Like, and it, it would just come on out of nowhere. And so I was like, I gotta do something with this. And that's when I, you know, just started to master my own mind. And, I, I'm, I feel really blessed, and I think part of my journey was that I was meant to come across this this technology called redox signaling. And so when I shifted my world, as I shared earlier, and you know I attracted in the answer to my physical challenges, it was a an acupuncturist that had known my mom. She called and she said, "Look, I've, I'm starting to use something in my practice that it was a liquid that people drank, and she said it's something called redox." signaling molecules and they're the signaling that the cells use to find damage and they're what stimulate repair they're what keep your genes turned on they're what activate your antioxidants um they're what find mutated cells and get rid of them they're the signal and she said apparently as you age you make less and she said i know danielle's young but it seems to me that she has so much damage that she might just need more signal (laughs) so the body can go and repair it you know it's like having one bar of service like the call is just not going through. Right. And um, honestly, I was so, I think I had, I had lost hope that I was um, going to find something that was going to help me heal. And so I actually blew this off for like six months. I thought this lady's lost her mind. There's nothing that's this good. <laughs> and I, I ignored it, but my mom was so intuitively drawn to it. She said, I think there's something here she bought it and she started using it for something else. She had bone on bone in her hand. Like she couldn't even make a fist. Um, that was her limitation with her health. And six weeks of drinking this stuff, she got full range of motion back in her hand. Wow. And I thought, is it a placebo? <laughs> you know, like what's mm-hmm. going on here? Um, dad started using it. And my dad, he, his knees started to feel better within like 10 days. He had a bad knee. Um, since like from an old injury from playing football it ended his career and he started to feel better and that's when they said to me Danielle this is a massive field of science redox signaling and it's just it's too new you didn't learn about it in school and this stuff can't hurt you like it's just putting back into your body something that your body makes try it and so I started using it and three months into that my the pounding that had been relentless for two years in my head finally stopped and it's never come back. 
And I started to be able to concentrate again, which was like everything. I said, you know, if this is all this stuff does, like I can, I can operate in a world where I can't handle light and I can't handle noise if I can think. You know, I said, like, that's huge to me. And I wasn't in that physical discomfort. Um, but I stayed on it because I thought, well, what's the potential here? Like I had been told these things are permanent. Like people don't come out of this. You have this issue, it's permanent. And I continued to take it and it, it took over a year for my sensitivity to the light to go away. But all of a sudden it did. And I was able to not have to wear sunglasses, you know, indoors. And like, I could handle the input and it took several years. I mean, I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't go out to eat. Like I was so noise was so too much for me. I, I still like couldn't hang out with people cause it was just too much. But several years into using this, um, I started to be able to handle noise again. And uh, the very last thing was, you know, I haven't been an athlete. I used to work out every day. And what would happen with my brain injury was when my heart rate got too high, like even if it just went up like 10 beats per minute, it would stimulate me getting like a migraine. And so I couldn't work out. It was super frustrating because that was a part of my life since I was a very little kid. And, um, in time, <laughs> that too has gone away, and I have been able to start working out again. And um, you know, I, I look at myself, and it's like, you know, I've, I've had a full recovery. The only thing that still lingers is um, I get like seasick, which I didn't used to. Um, so that's something that I don't know what that is. They said I had an inner ear concussion um, when the accident happened, and that hasn't repaired. But everything else that I've been told, you know, permanent has. And I, I have every reason to think that, you know, continuing to use this is only going to continue to stimulate repair in my body. Yeah. I mean, you know, long term, I mean, that's awesome. Because, I mean, it, when you actually when you're in the beginning stages of your disability and everything that has changed, it's hard to really see that little glimpse of hope and that light that at the end of the tunnel. And then there's these little things that you get little flickers where you're like, oh, there's that. But then... I think that's like where your mental health gets in the way too, because you're just like, oh, there's right. this you could try, and then it'll go. Well, it's not going to work because the doctors told you it wouldn't work. Exactly. Because the doctors know everything, <laughs> and then you realize yeah. they know enough. Like, of course, they, they know a little. Yeah. Thank God they gave you your diagnosis, so you know what it is. But and and some some doctors are obviously better than others. But there's a lot of times you you also have to kind of trust yourself and and realize mm -hmm. like what you you know you have to try different things and you know like i've been on this like, my biggest frustration and again a lot of people think it's my eyes but my biggest frustration currently is my brain fog i hate it it, it, it constantly gets in the way i constantly am trying to access words and i've been taking oh, like yeah. omega-3s and that, that's been helping um i've been taking just certain supplements that have, they help they mitigate the issue but not enough to where i, I know my brain functions way better than this and it, it's just mm -hmm. it's like i'm constantly tripping over myself and it, it's such a frustration my mental health is, is it's always been an issue but i it's so much better than it used to be um anxiety and and i, I haven't had a panic attack in a long time and anxiety and you know i do take antidepressants but like, i don't even really want to take that much longer i hate it um, right. but it's like, yeah, that, that's been my biggest frustration, but like, um, yeah, anything that can like help a person. Cause again, when you get s certain sentences you, you think are automatically a death sentence, like you say you're in a wheelchair or you're blind or you're, whatever your issues, you know, for you, you were told a lot of things that you could not do. And I've always been big on figuring out what our real limitations are because so many people that are not like us, let's say, you know, what we call them abled body people, they tend to tell us what we can and cannot do from their mindset and, and looking at us and, and immediately expecting that we can't do something. And then and when a doctor tells you, hey, you, you, this, is, this is your life, good luck, you, most people automatically are going to fall into that category of, oh, okay, I guess I can't do it. But you can't get right. into that because there, there are, there's a lot of amazing, you know, magical things that have come down the, the pipe here medically and, and technology wise yeah. that have changed the game for a lot of people. Maybe it hasn't hit your body part yet, but it, mm -hmm. it, it can, and you have to stay positive. Like you just do. And I, I look, I, I have gotten negative many times on procedures for my eyes and things, but I have met the best eye doctor in the country and he thinks he can do something. I don't know if it'll work. 
But you have to keep hope. You just do because then otherwise, like, what's the point? What are you hanging around for? Just to live? Like you ha- And I'm not telling people to kill themselves, but you, you have to find a purpose. Like you really do. And, yeah. and, and like I said, I, I completely empathize with the people that feel like life sucks right now because they, they're new to their disability. I, it, I get it. I know why you feel the way you do. I don't blame you for feeling the way you do, but you're going to have to find a way to dig yourself out of it. It doesn't mean it has to happen this year. It just ha- you have to find your way out of it because, you, you know, stress and, and depression, all that, that's just going to kill you. It's going to make your life worse. It's not, you're not yeah. going to get better by just sitting there and hoping, you know, like the whole antic of, oh, or the saying of like, you know, oh, well, you know, if you're looking for that dream person, don't worry. Like the Girl Scout cookie will knock, girl will knock on your door and she'll go, oh, I'm in love with you. And like everything changes. No, like that stuff doesn't happen. Yes, I know there's one person in the world that, you know, married their high school sweetheart and something magical happened. But overall, like things don't just happen when you just sit home and you just like lay there and cry. Like there's nothing wrong with crying. Um, but you have to find ways to get out of your, your mental filth, your physical filth. Like you have to get out of your house. You have to try to get yourself out of your comfort zone. You got to do research. You got to push yourself, um, as much as you can. And again, some, some people physically can't do certain things, do what you can do and, and make the time. Like maybe I'm having a good eye day for a week, take that week and use it to your advantage and do some research. But like, if you're not feeling and you're having a bad day, you're, you know, you're relapsing into, you know, whatever mental, you're having a bad day mentally. That's okay. You're allowed to have that. Just don't give in. Don't just give up. Cause when you give up, it it just, it, you're never, it's hard to dig yourself out of that. It just is, but you have to, you have to try to grab the rope and pull yourself. You do. Yeah. Tie a knot in the rope and (laughs) go up. I, um, there's something I don't know if you're familiar with the reticular activator. It's uh, it's in our brain, and it's like um, I don't know. The best example I can give is like I just uh, bought a Jeep. Okay, so that's that's the car I drive, and I have now started seeing Jeeps all over the place. But it's because my brain, like our brains, take in so much information that this reticular activator siphons it off as this is important. You should go to the conscious mind. This is unimportant and it gets rid of it. So now because I was researching so much about this type of car, my brain now thinks it's important. And so it shows me them every time I pass them. Whereas before I never would have seen a Jeep, right? But now I see them everywhere. So with with your disability, with whatever diagnosis, if you've been told something's chronic, like I was, like if you accept that, and you just say, well, this is it, and this is how it's going to be, you're literally telling your brain to stop looking for solutions. And so your reticular activator might be bringing stuff in that's a be- of benefit, and you're literally pushing it off to the side. That's what happened to me. Like, the acupuncturist brought this to us. I pushed it away. And because I was, like, resigned to, like, well, this is how it's going to be, and I'm just going to, you know, have to be happy within it. The moment that you say no, like, there there's got to be an option. I'm going to keep looking. It will come. Your reticular activator system is literally going to start bringing those things into you. It's going to start like they were in front of you anyway. Like this podcast, us talking about the redox technology. Yeah. I don't know, but somebody listening, this might be the thing. Who just thought you were going to hear it on a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but, but things are going to be coming into your world and you've got to be open. Yeah. You know, you have to just say yes to things. And then yes just says you open the door. It doesn't mean you're going to stay in the room. It doesn't mean it's the right room for you to be in. But if you don't say yes or you're not even open, you're going to miss all the doors. Like you're and you're going to miss all the potential. But yeah, the moment that you say, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's it's kind of like being in black and white and then all of a sudden certain things start to come in focus and being color or like or in my, mm-hmm. my instance with my vision, there's times like if you put me in my in a place that I'm very comfortable with and I know where everything is, again, visually I can see some, but some things, you know, my depth perception isn't the greatest. So when you put me in a place I'm very comfortable, I there's a lot of things that are more in focus because I know, oh, that's a lamp. Okay, boom. But when you put me in a stranger's house and the lighting is different 
And a lot of times, like, I don't know what someone will say like, Oh, that my, that book is over there. And I go, shit, I don't know where it's at. But then like, once I know mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's the table over there. That's all of a sudden now more in focus. And, and I, I it, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's more of an analogy, but it, it, it it's kind of how I, uh, my visual acuity is where a lot of things tend to not be in focus. And then once I'm familiar with it, it's now in focus. Yeah, it's a good analogy. It's, and it's amazing. Like once you learn these things, because, oh, like, like you're working against yourself. Sometimes you don't even realize it. <laughs> like, right, right. You know, you gotta, you gotta be open and just stay open. And like, and this trust the journey. Like that's the other thing that I've realized is like, it's really all about the journey and like who you're becoming through the process. Like you said, you're so strong now. Like you have this resilience in you. And like, that's amazing. <laughs> So as life's unfolding, like that's part of it. And it's just, it's very interesting. My dog's just come over to say hello. I know. I said puppy. You sound like a big dog shaking. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He he wants to go out. So we'll let him do that. (laughs) You want want me to pause it real quick? You let him out? No, he's good. He's gone. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure. Um. Yeah, no, he's, he's funny. He's, uh, he communicates so well. He's actually interesting story with, with my dog. Um, I, my car accident happened on June 23rd, uh, of 2012. And that day for me has always been probably like what new year's is for a lot of people. Like it's a day that I stop and I reflect like no matter what, and where I am and what I'm doing, I always have to, you know, <laughs> like just take a moment and go, wow, like I could not be here. Sure. You know, and am I living life to the fullest? And am I doing the things I want to do? And am I happy? And if not, where are you going to take action to start changing things? Because there's no time to waste. And um, what's interesting with my dog. So I was out biking with a friend and uh, it was my 30th birthday weekend. And I come around the corner and my friend is off of his bike. We're in like rural Florida, like trails back in the, in the forest. And he's coaxing this dog out of the woods. <clears throat> and this dog is like skin and bone. Like someone has clearly left it. And it's like on its last leg, um, full of ticks and fleas and everything else. And um, we took the dog. We tried to see if, you know, somebody had lost it or something. Nope, they hadn't. So I brought the dog to my house. And I thought, you know, I can't have a puppy. Like I'm single. <laughs> I'm like, you know, trying to work. Like I can't have a dog. But I thought, well, I'll just keep it for a month and I'll get it healthy. And I didn't name him. Um, and because the vet said, look, in a month, he should be in full health if you, you know, do these things. And so I did. And um, as I was kind of nurturing him, my sister said to me, well, if you decide not to keep him, I'll take him. <clears throat> but when's his birthday? Like, we're going to have to celebrate his birthday. And I thought, huh. And the vet had said to me, the dog's three, three months old. I can tell from his teeth. Like, he's three months. And I had found him on September 23rd and I went, okay, three months. Oh, wow. That's June 23rd. I said, his birthday is the day of my car accident. (laughs) I just, I stopped and I went, you know what? That's going to be a much better thing to celebrate on that day. Right. So like his, his birth. And I thought, you know, he came into my world for a reason and he came onto my path at the exact right moment at the exact right time without me having to do anything. Like it just unfolded. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to name him Bodhi because Bodhi stands for awakening, uh, enlightenment in Sanskrit. And it's this concept of, you know, trusting that everything is always unfolding for your greatest good and to trust the path that you're on and how it's unfolding, even though you can't see where it's going. Yeah. And so my dog is a constant reminder to me of that as well. So I, I decided to keep him, obviously. obviously. <laughs> you guys heard him. I knew that was going to um, happen anyway, even if I didn't hear him <laughs> in the background. Because I, I, no, I mean, animal, I've, I've always talked about how much animals mean to us because, like, they're very therapeutic. They, they're, I mean, yeah. they do a lot for us as, as much as we do for them. Because, I mean, even my cat, my cat kind of had a good family, but, when I got them, they were kind of gave up on them because they had a dog who was kind of being rough with them and the, the dog they had first. And so when I got him, he was kind of very shy and he, I think he felt like he was abandoned by people who loved him. And I, I knew how that felt. And I was like, wow. Like, cause at first I was kind of frustrated. I thought maybe I rushed it cause my cat died two days later. I got him and I was like, oh man, I might've made a bad mistake. But then like somewhere within like a week or two, 
maybe like two weeks later, he really started to like gravitate towards me and realized that I was spoiling him and I loved him. And, and we became like really good friends. And even if I didn't want to keep him, I would, it was, it was no turning back. And like what he did for me and just being able to like develop this bond with him and where he now follows me and currently is sleeping right next to me. Um, he's supposed to be my podcast co-host, but this is what he provides. He just sleeps. Uh, <laughs> he sleeps through the job. <laughs> but I mean, like, well, what he does for me is, is, you know, I just, I love having him around and I, you know, I, when I have to go to Kentucky for this surgery, like I feel bad cause I got to leave him and I don't want to, cause I know how close we are and, and, and what animals, I mean, you also have this other thing where he was born around the same time you had your car accident, but I mean, you, you develop this bond where it's just, it's hard to even recreate it. Even, I mean, you can with yeah. other animals or children or people, but there's something with animals when, when you have that closeness with them and it, it's, it's really nothing like it. Yeah. It's, it's special. It really is. And, um, it's amazing too, how connected they are. Like they talking about energy, like we were earlier, that vibration, like the energy you hold your, your pet picks up and it's super fascinating to watch. Like if I ever noticed myself, um, like it's rare that I do, but if I like start to get angry, it's mm-hmm. interesting. He'll start barking because he feels my energy like rising. <laughs> like, sure. So he starts barking at me and I'm like, why, what's going on? It took me a little while to understand. I was like, Oh my God, he's so sensitive to my emotional state. And sure. um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how tuned in they are. And we, we recently had a cat that has come onto the property and, um, my dog was super curious for like 10 days about this cat. And the cat said it was amazing. Like it didn't bother, like just wasn't bothered by the dog. My dog was, a Bodhi was like in this cat's face, falling it around for 10 days straight. <laughs> and the cat was just like, what are, what are you doing? Like didn't run from him, just like whatever. And after day 10, Bodhi went, okay, I think he's allowed to be here. And now they're best friends. They play, oh, like <laughs> it's so fun. So again, that whole thing, like life just unfolds, you know, like I guess Bodie wanted a friend. So we had a cat, great cat that wandered by and now he's part of the family too. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love when animals who are like supposedly rivals or not supposed to get along. I saw somebody who had like a coyote and a cat. I'm like, oh, look, they're getting along and, or a dog and a horse. <laughs> and you see all these videos with these animals who are just like, normally you wouldn't see them together and you're just happy and playing. And it's like, oh, that's great. That's kind of how people should be yeah. too, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's awesome when you see that kind of stuff. Animals has always been my soft spot. It's just because I've gone through so much trauma with people, and I, I you know, and I I have a lot of great people in my life, and I'm I'm getting better with people. But animals has always when I've been through the worst time, my darkest places, my animals have always helped me get out of it. Um, I mean, of course, I I played a part in it, and, and people played a part, but animals for sure there's just there's I never got any judgment so it was easy to just be free and just be myself or cry and um yeah Yeah. animals has always been very helped me through like with therapy just help me get through something traumatic um so yeah agreed no uh, yeah totally agreed um so like yeah so again you you talk about the redox signals like where do you find them Um, so, you know, your body's making them all the time, but if we, if you need more, if your body is not in the space you want it to be in, or, you know, you're looking to get your system, whether it's physical health, um, or I've seen it with mental health too. A lot of times it's hormone imbalances and things like that, but, uh, you know, supplementing with it makes a big difference. And the only place still currently, I mean, it's amazing that this company has been around 12, 13 years, um, they're still the only ones that have been able to figure out how to stabilize these molecules. So you can actually, you know, take them while they're still in their bioactive form. And so the company's called ASEA, A-S-E-A. Yeah. And you have to purchase it like through, um, through someone. So if people are interested, you know, quite frankly, I would say reach out. Like I, I'm really about education. I want people to understand like, well, what is it? Why are you getting it? You know, proper expectation for their, their situation of, you know, what they can expect for how long to use it and how much. So I've got a, a website they can go to and just click contact me and it'll, you know, give me your email and phone number and then I can just reach out with information and let the, the conversation unfold. Yeah. Cause I definitely want to try them um, for the hell of it. I just see what happens. If it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't, but yeah, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I've, and it's not even just because, you know, you may seem like, oh, well, you're just having this conversation and, and anybody can just talk you into anything. It's not even that. Like, 
I've tried so many supplements. I've tried. I'm always trying to to better myself and always try, especially with my mental health. I again, if I get something from my eyes, great. I get something from my chronic pain, great. But if I can just get past, like just find ways to be happier and you know get around the brain fog and things like that, and and the stress, that that's my main yeah. goal. And so, and to me, I think of a lot of those um, just can completely go away, or you know, uh, you know go down a little bit, I believe that I can, um, definitely have a better life. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a terrible life. It's just, I, I want to live a better life and that's stuff. Yeah. Kind of and when your health is better. Yeah. When your health is better, you can show up more fully with at work and all the things you do with your animals, like, you know, and brain fog, that was my world. So I get it. And it's, it's tough when your brain is just not doing what you need it to do and showing up in the way that you know it can. So I, I look forward. I, I look forward to the day that we're back on here talking about your experience. <laughs> and, yeah. um, I, I know like this, I've, I've helped gosh, over a thousand people and it's like, I've watched each and every one of them and I got paid in goosebumps, like seeing, you know, their health kind of move in the direction that they were looking for. And it can take time, right? Cellular repair isn't overnight. Um, but allowing your system to get what it needs, like it's, it's exciting to watch what unfolds. So, I can't wait to see, and I'm I'm so grateful our, our paths crossed. And thanks so much for having me on today. Sure, of course it was. It, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, there's always again. I I don't ever really try to deter anybody from having their own methods. That's the thing. There's people who may come on and have something, and and not, I'm not referring to you, but there are people who have method their own methods. Again, there may be people whether it's through religion, whatever. I you know meditating. There's so many different exercise. However you do it, if it helps you then I can't tell you not to do it. So, and if right. it helps someone else, like this, this particular type of, you know, supplement can help whether it's me or someone else. I don't give a shit as long as it helps someone. Um, <laughs> and again, if somebody's like against it, it's like, I don't like supplements or, or any kind of liquid or then don't take it. I'm not telling you to, but this is, this helps her. She believes in it. Um, I'm going to try it. Cause I mean, what else, what do I got to lose? And, and, and two, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to better myself. I've always been trying to, I've never thought I was perfect or too good for something. Uh, if anything, I'm very hard on myself. So I'm all for trying new things. Of course, there's some things that just like, well, you know, try this surgery. I'm like, well, no, thank you. But something like this, <laughs> sure. That's big. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, yeah. and, and so like non-invasive. Yeah. Again, like I said, there's people who have so many different alternatives and, and again, if that's something you find helpful for you, go for it. I, I don't ever begrudge anyone for having a method. Like my whole thing is if you're, if your goal has nothing to do with hurting people or animals, then screw it. Like that's just, you know, like I said, it's your way of doing it. And so uh, again, and for someone who's going through some shit like I have, like you, when it comes to you, you know, and it helps you, then I can't tell you it doesn't work. So, I mean, and I might as well try it. Cause I know a lot of them and hell, if it helps me, I could definitely say, look, do this thing. Cause um, I know there's a lot of bullshit out there and, you know, uh, trust me, there's a lot, you know, you look up any issue in the world or any, any ailment right now, you'll find 30 supplements that'll help you for it. And 99% of them won't help you. But you know, this makes sense. Again, like I said, I don't know if it'll work for me. I'm not going to tell you if, if it doesn't, I'll tell you it doesn't, but um, yeah, it's hopeful. It's something new. Like I said, it, it's something, you know, like I said earlier about the, the, you know, being in black and white and something in color, like all of a sudden there's something new that I didn't even know existed. I've heard of it, yeah. but I never, I didn't have, I've had very basic information. I just kind of passed it on as, okay, whatever. But I never really uh. knew it was a thing. Like, I didn't know what it entailed. I just, I've heard the term redox signals before and I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, well, I thank you for sharing. Now's the time. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And I, I love your curiosity. I love that you're open and it's like, it's, just, it's what happened with me. It's like, it, it changed my world so much that I was like, well, I can't help but tell other people about this. Like, I feel responsible to, you know, and I think this unfolded in a way that I'm meant to. And so it's been seven years now. And I just every day I wake up excited to hear what else I'm going to get to hear. And it's like, I've seen it with animals too. Like just the, the other night, um, a friend of mine was sharing about what to do with one of her, one of her horses. <laughs> so it's like, you know, a horse can't have a placebo, right? It's definitely working when it works with an animal. So it's, um, it's exciting. I look forward to the, the journey ahead. And um, yeah, thanks again for having me on. Yeah. Um, before I uh, hit the uh, the stop button, uh, is there anything you have to promote? Because I didn't ask you. 
well, it's, well, a couple things. If people want to learn about the redox themselves, um, they can go. I mentioned the website and I didn't even tell you guys. Sorry. It's Danielle, my name, dot team ASEA, which is A-S-E-A dot com. Um, the book that I wrote, Mind Control, I'm happy to gift it to anyone that would like it. You can get that on my website, brainbodyself.com slash ebook. And I'll give you these links so you can put them in the description. Um, and then on Instagram, I mean, I'm constantly always sharing and, and links to all of the stuff is also on my Instagram. That might've been the easiest way to get you to it. Um, I've got a link in my bio there, but I'm always sharing about, you know, mindsets and overcoming and um, it's just a positive space to be. I, I hope to be a beacon and a light for other people that are going through things. And I'd love to connect with anyone that's listening on there. So Awesome. Yeah. Thank you again. Mm-hmm.